Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America. Happy Sunday. Yes, it's a happy Sunday. Darn right, it's a happy Sunday. Why wouldn't it be a happy Sunday? Uh, Well, listen, we got a great show because I want to go back and focus on those very important January 6th security footages that we made public to the American people Thursday and Friday. Uh, It's still resonating. A lot of people talking, a lot of people uh, experiencing it. The Democrats being very quiet. They don't seem to want to engage on this, at least not yet. All right. Well, today, the uh, chairman of the House Administration Subcommittee that is reviewing the January 6th investigation uh, trying to learn the lessons of security that the January 6th committee didn't address with the Capitol Police, the intelligence failures, uh, the security failures. We're going to have a big one tomorrow. We'll show you. Congressman Barry Loudermilk is going to join us from the great state of Georgia. Uh, you remember, he was falsely painted as a insurrectionist himself. He was accused falsely by the January 6th committee, yes, Liz Cheney and the gang, uh, of course, uh, Benny Thompson, the Democratic chairman, of leading a reconnaissance mission with the bad guy. He did it. The Capitol Police fully cleared him. We showed you that. We broke that story. You go, well, Congressman Laudermilk is now investigating the other FUPAs and perhaps illusions uh, that the um, January 6th committee imposed on the American people. He's going to join us. He's got some strong reaction about Nancy Pelosi's exit video and, of course, uh, the doctoring of those videotapes, putting audio on them where they weren't and not telling the American people. Barry Laudermilk at the top, Alan Dershowitz after him. He's got some thoughts about the rules of evidence that were violated by Congress on that. Congresswoman Claudia Tenney got some big thoughts about the debt ceiling crisis, uh, the future of spending in Washington, and of course, Nancy Pelosi, January 6th, and all the shenanigans where we keep getting false stories and misled for periods of time, and then we unravel it, particularly here at Just the News. Uh, Brandon Judd, the president of the Border Patrol Agents Union, he's going to join us. He's a remarkable voice in uh, the border security world, an honest broker, an honest fact man. He's going to tell you what's really going on the border. And then we're going to finish off with a lawyer who's been extraordinarily victorious in the United States Supreme Court when it comes to regulatory overreach. West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey, soon running to be governor of West Virginia, but he scored another big Supreme Court ruling this week. Uh, This past week, the waters of the U.S. rule struck down as an overreach by the Obama-Biden EPAs. A tremendous rebuke, a big win. It was 9-0. The liberals and the conservatives all agreed. Joe Biden 
Barack Obama, the EPA, didn't have the authority to do what they did, overreach, right? That's our show. That's a great lineup. I hope you enjoy it on Sunday brunch. Maybe eating some eggs, sitting out on the deck. Maybe getting some of those Meats by Lynn's steaks on the grill or the hot dogs. Well, if you're doing any of that, listen, we got a great show. You're going to enjoy it. Barry Milk next, right after this commercial break. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Welcome back, America. We're going to stick with that story that we started at the top of this show, the deception that was imposed on the American people by the jobs of the January 6th Democratic Committee last year, showing you video footage with dramatic sound when no sound was actually on that video footage. Now, our next guest knows a thing or two about the deception of the January 6th committee. He was falsely accused of leading a reconnaissance mission as a member of Congress the day before the January 6th riots. It wasn't true. The Capitol Police cleared him. But for a long time, his good name was smeared uh, by the same committee. Joining us right now, 
Georgia Congressman Barry Loudermilk of the House Administration Committee, the man who's now leading the review of the review. Congressman, great to have you on the show, sir. John, pleasure to be with you. I just want to get your top line uh, take on we I know you had a chance to look at a bit of the footage. I know this probably doesn't surprise you, given all the falsehoods that were spread about you. But the idea that an official congressional committee would show something with fake sound and try to portray right. it as real. Your thoughts about the, for the American people, really? Well, it was a Hollywood production. And uh, what the American people want to know is the truth. And this was nothing but a Hollywood production. Uh, the committee spent eighteen and a half million dollars, at least that's what we know of, uh, to write a dossier against Donald Trump and to create this Hollywood production. And uh, when I looked at the videos, it it, it clear it, it, it's apparent to me that is a Capitol Police security video film, and there is no audio, no audio whatsoever. And so, yes, it was dubbed on there for dramatic effect, and uh, and you know that's. That shows that what they were trying to do is sway public opinion, not just get the truth out. And it's uh, it doesn't surprise me at all that they were doing this because they were after a preconceived narrative, not finding the truth. Yeah, such a good point. Congressman, as we look at all the aspects of not just January 6th, the day, but also the January 6th committee last night, we rolled tape from this lost footage with Nancy Pelosi exiting the Capitol, her documentarian daughter, who obviously has tight connections in Hollywood, filming her, making sure that that was, you know, of great effect for whatever this future document documentary is going to be. Um, obviously, this aspect of it, of adding dramatic effect with audio, there are some other Hollywood production aspects that we're also going to be talking about probably next week. Was, was there someone from Hollywood actually advising them or, or even just someone who's some type of, of production coordinator? Because all of this seems, it seems like they did just the right things for this to have the right effect. Oh, yeah, they did. They actually hired someone from one of the major networks um, to help with the production of this. And if you remember, uh, they didn't do traditional hearings like uh, we just recently had a hearing with the, the, the chief of the Capitol Police. There was nothing scripted about it. We did have certain questions that we wanted to ask, but each member had their questions. Uh, the, the chief wasn't given you know, a script in advance. It was just a raw, and it was televised, so it was raw footage of a real committee hearing. These hearings from the January 6th Select Committee were Hollywood productions. We have in our possession, because I gained possession of, of supposedly all of their documents, as we're realizing now, we do not have all the documents they produced. But um, we found out in the, in the documents that I acquired from the January 6th Committee is the written script of every member of the committee, just like you would have on a teleprompter uh, if, or if you memorize a script for a movie. And so every single aspect of their hearings was scripted for a Hollywood type uh, emotional appeal to the American people. And so, yes, that's a long answer to your question. Yes, they actually had uh, Hollywood style people on on the taxpayers uh, payroll or the, on the government payroll taxpayers were paying for for this committee. Unreal. Wow. Instead of getting the truth, we got a great fiction movie. How about that? <laughs> 
Um, Congressman, I want to ask you, you have been leading a very important investigation. All the things that the January 6th committee never took the time to look at. And chief among them is, I know this is very important to you. You want the Capitol to be a lot more secure in the future than it was on January 5th or uh, when you when the reins were turned over to you. Can you give us a little sense of some of the things you might have been learning in your investigation where we can tighten up Capitol security, make the Capitol Police a better force? Right. Absolutely. And that's the ultimate goal of our committee. We're looking at that is that's the end product is that what we want out of our committee is get to the truth and figure out, you know, where were the failures? There were definitely security failures because people got into the Capitol. Harm was done. Um, but also we are looking at the January 6th committee and how they operated themselves. But in, in the investigation of the security failures, my question is, how could the most prominent government building in the entire world. I mean, when people think of the United States overseas, they think of the United States Capitol. They, they don't think of the White House as much as the Capitol. That, this should have never happened. Um, we do know that the, the security failure began with an intelligence failure. We have uncovered that there was significant intelligence that was provided to the Intelligence Division of Capitol Police uh, starting in uh, the beginning of December all the way up through the morning of January 6th. Some of that intelligence actually laid out what the operational plan of some extreme groups were, was to uh, enter the Capitol, take over Congress, even kill some Capitol Police if they have to. Um, this made it to the Intelligence Division, but it never made it any further. Even the chief of Capitol Police was not made aware of that level of intelligence. And so that's what we're focusing our, our, our efforts right now. Who was who involved in this? Was it one person that just squelched the intelligence? Was it just a massive failure? Was it uh, uh, because of incompetence? Or did somebody purposefully suppress that intelligence? And so there's actually some some people of interest that we're talking to and we're looking into to see where that failure was. And, and as you have uh, described that you've had some Capitol Police that have been uh, willing to you know, work with you guys, it's the same thing. The frontline officers, man, they fought valiantly that day, um, yeah. but they were ill-equipped, they were not prepared, and none of them knew what was coming. But there were certain people in the Capitol Police that did. Wow. Congressman, very quickly before we go, we got 30 seconds left. Another aspect of that time in Washington in January of 2021, the pipe bombs. At first they said it was a MAGA terrorist, uh, that planted these bombs at the RNC, DNC, but it has kind of poofed out of the news cycle. Do you guys know anything more about that? Well, you know, um, we, we're trying to look into that, but my good friend from Kentucky, Thomas Massey, who's on the uh, uh, oversight committee, he has taken that on as kind of a personal uh, mission of himself. And so, uh, you know, we're expanding resources here. So we're working with him, providing him documents, and we're kind of working as a team. And I think he's making some headway there. But you're exactly right. It's like that yeah. element has just gone away. Nobody's talking about it. We would have expected some arrests by now. But Sir, we're going to hit that commercial break. But I want to thank you for helping us get the, the American people the truth. It's a great honor to have you on. All right, folks, oh, we're going to take a commercial break in a second. And then Alan Dershowitz will be on. Boy, that's always a treat. One of the great legal minds in all of America. But before we get there, you know, I have really focused on my health the last few months. I've lost about 20 pounds with a couple of different programs. I'm using one of those 
comes from my good friends at Brickhouse. It's called the Fields of Green program. I know it's hard to eat healthy when you're busy. Sometimes I work 18 hours a day going through security footage, talking to whistleblowers, writing stories, CEOing the Just the News company. But whether you're traveling, taking care of the kids, or just overwhelmed by the daily hustle, it can be hard to get the daily recommended vegetables and fruit into your diet, right? That's important. That's why I take Field of Greens. It's a whole organic fruit and vegetable, not a watered-down supplement. And it's backed by a better health promise. Each ingredient in Field of Greens was scientifically chosen to support vital organs like your heart, your lungs, and your kidney health. Of course, your liver, too. Others support my immune system, blood pressure, metabolism, and, of course, I've lost some weight doing this, so that's a good thing. Healthy weight loss, it suppresses your your unnecessary hunger, the fake hunger, and you end up losing weight while being uh, much more uh, religious to having those important vegetables and fruit in your diet. Now, let me get you started with 15% off. Why not? All you got to do is visit fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. You know that promo code. It's, it's good in a lot of different places. Like me, you're probably going to look and feel healthier. You're going to have a, a little bit more energy, a little more kick in your step, a little less weight around your waist, and your best proof will be at your next chapter when your doctor says, hey, whatever you're doing, Keep it going, man. It's working. Don't stop. Uh, if you want to get that sort of affirmation, you want to get that sort of weight loss, that sort of energy gain, uh, go get 15% off by visiting fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. By the way, I'm 17 pounds down since I started doing this in January of this year. I'm proud of that. Got a little more a long way to go. I'm going to get down to my 20s and 30s weight, not my 50s weight. So we're working on that. But Field of Greens, Brick House, great people, great product. You're going to like it. You're going to get started. All right. When we come back, Alan Dershowitz, the great Harvard Law Professor Emeritus and one of the honest brokers in the rule of law. He believes in the rule of law. The rules of evidence may not have been followed on that very important tape that we showed you uh, on Friday night. All right. We'll be right back. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So 
you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Welcome back, America. Today, we always say seeing is believing. So we're going to let you see a little bit more of that January 6th capital security footage that we've now obtained and vetted. Uh, it's going to have a significant impact on what you now know about the January 6th committee. You were told to believe something last summer. We're going to show you there was a little subterfuge involved. We'll have that in a few seconds. And we're going to be lucky. Uh, all-star lineup today, Alan Dershowitz, the greatest, one of the greatest legal minds in our country. He's going to join us at the top of the hour. But first, let me bring in my amazing co-host, Amanda. Amanda, a lot of fallout from last night. Uh, I think some more surprises about to happen tonight, don't you? Indeed, yes. And I think we can also use that opportunity to discuss what the, I, I guess the contents of this clip. And I don't want to offer too much commentary because I think it's important to do that on the other side of this so that people can see it. And make their own conclusions. So, yeah. Don, what do you say? Should we roll the tape? I think we should. All right. You're, what you're going to see is some tapes that were created by the January 6th committee and played for all of us last summer during the primetime tapes. And then we're going to show you what the actual security footage is. And you're going to see there's something very big missing for the security footage. There was no sound. These tapes uh, by the January 6th committee were doctored to put dramatic sound in where no sound existed in the tapes. Let's roll tape, guys, and we'll start showing you what's going on here. All right, here is the first January 6th committee hearing footage that you might have seen. You're going to get to hear it. Look at that. You hear a lot of sound there, folks. And you see this footage. It's pretty dramatic. Sounds very riotous. It does. Here's the actual footage. It's a silent movie. Same footage, exact oh. camera. We matched the camera to the second. But there's no footage there, uh, no sound footage at all. That footage was thrown in there to create a dramatic movie-like effect. It's no longer evidence now. It's now been turned into a little bit of propaganda. But, uh, it's one thing yeah. if they told the public they did it, right, Amanda? But they don't. Look how, right. look how silent it is. It looks like a 1920s silent movie. Bad behavior being shown. They're looking yeah. at the guy kicking the door. These are bad people. But we were, we were given an extra effect that didn't exist on these tapes. Now, in a few seconds, we're going to roll to another another tape, and you're going to see a similar circumstance, an outside shot of the Capitol, one of the more famous shots that we all remember. And again, there's no sound. Somebody dubbed in the sound afterwards to create it Hollywood style instead of evidence. Here we go. Here's the second footage. Pretty loud. Now watch this. There's no sound. There was no. Why? Because these are closed circuit television cameras. They never had sound. All the committee had to do was tell people, but Amanda, they didn't do that. Now, somebody that takes the rules of evidence very seriously is Harvard Law Professor Emeritus uh, uh, Alan Dershowitz. He does so much every day to keep lawyers on the straight path. I want to bring him in right now. He's kind enough to join us uh, from South Carolina. Alan, great to have you in the show as always. All right, Amanda, we're going to try to bring uh -oh. him in, but I don't hear him there. Maybe we lost the signal. We'll bring him in. Oh, there we are. Okay, oh, good. Can you hear me now? I, yeah. We can, sir. Thank you so much. Um, okay. 
you take the rules of evidence seriously. You've taught generations of lawyers to take them seriously. When you see members of Congress not tell the public that they dubbed the tapes, your thoughts? Well, if this is true, if they really did dub the tapes without telling the public, if a lawyer did that, that lawyer would be disbarred. Um, it would be fraud. If a person introduced that as testimony and didn't disclose that it, it had material added, that would be a form of perjury. Uh, and, you know, the January 6th committee has a history of this, of course. We know they doctored the speech that President Trump gave on January 6th. Terrible speech. I wish he hadn't given it. But he said in the speech, I want you to go and protest peacefully and patriotically. And they just cut those words out of the tape without telling anybody. And so this is recidivism. This is a repeat misconduct, if it in fact is the case. And we ought to be able to prove that forensically without any doubt. And we ought to be able to get the evidence of who added the words, where the words came from, were they actors? We have to get all the facts. But once the facts are known, if it confirms what you've said, this is a very, very serious ethical and perhaps even legal breach. Yeah, now let me just bring you up to speed on some things we did when we got the footage. The Capitol Police have confirmed that the footage that was given to the January 6th committee had no audio, that what appears on the tape is not Capitol Police audio. So we have that from the police. Congressman Loudermilk, who now possesses the committee's records, say, yes, the tapes were dubbed. We have the originals. They have no sound on them. So we have a pretty high degree of confidence beyond what we showed people that the people who are custodians of the records uh, uh, say that this is yeah. the case. I, I'm sure that's going to weigh into the factors. So who, what, and when, and where, we're still trying to figure that out. Yeah, and that ought to be done by a congressional committee. You know, this was a disaster, this committee, because, of course, they deliberately excluded anybody who took a different point of view. It was a one-sided kangaroo committee. But now, if we have a congressional committee with subpoena power, uh, that can really look into this. That could really solve the mystery. Yeah, great point. Well, and, and sir, the reason that courts of law take it so seriously when someone doctors evidence is because that calls into question every other element of the case. And for the January 6th committee, I can imagine that they didn't want something like this to get out because it seems to me that this does now call into question every single thing that they quote unquote revealed in their committee hearings, their primetime, very produced committee hearings. That's absolutely right. I won a murder case uh, several years ago when we were able to prove that the tapes were doctored. And then obviously the fact finder said, we can't trust anything, can't trust anybody. If one piece of evidence has been doctored, then we have to distrust everything else. There's a legal principle, a Latin principle that says, you know, false in one respect, false in all respects. And I do think that this is a dynamite uh, piece of information, but it has to be corroborated and confirmed. In some respects, it sounds almost too good to be false. I mean, yeah. it really is convincing that this is all part of the same uh, photograph, same videotaping, the words as well as the action. It sounds so good that I think there's a heavy burden on you to prove conclusively that it's false. But if you do that, then the fact that it looks so true is even more compelling. Yeah, we're very lucky, um, Alan, because the January 6th committee left the camera number and the timestamps uh, in the archive. So we went to the camera and went to the exact point that they grabbed and recorded the tape. So we have literally, they're matched second per second, exactly the same video footage. So hopefully that will weigh into the, but you're right. At the end of the day, Congress has to 
go police itself on this and get to the bottom. I want to turn to something else because you are one of the most eloquent voices when it comes to hate in America. And one of the most troubling trends I've seen in the last 20 years as a journalist is a relentless rise of anti-Semitism, not overseas, but on our shores and particularly in the laboratories of education that are at our universities. This past weekend, there was an incredibly hateful speech delivered at a New York law school graduation ceremony. I want to get your reaction and also what responsibility these universities have to step in now and stop these sort of things from going on. Well, this isn't just one episode where a bigot, a woman uh, who had previously said that all Zionists should burn in hell and uh, other things like that and accused all the honorable and good members of the New York City Police Department of being fascists and also members of the military at around Memorial Day of being fascist. It's not only that she said that, but she was approved by the dean of the law school who sat next to her and applauded her uh, when she made these horrible, horrible statements. So we're not just talking about bigotry and anti-Semitism. We're talking about systemic anti-Semitism at the City University of New York Law School. The City University of New York Law School has become a propaganda mill for anti-Americanism, anti-Semitism, anti-Zionism, you name it. And these are people who are gonna be serving as lawyers to clients, and this is the way they're being propagandized and miseducated. You imagine going to your own graduation and essentially being told by the speaker that there's a special place in hell for you because you're a Jew or you're a Zionist. It's not what should happen at a person's graduation. And we're looking into it and we're gonna see whether or not the City University of New York should be taken out of the the law school should be taken out of the city university of new york let it be a private school let it be funded by tuition sure people want to go to a school that teaches bigotry let them go but the taxpayers of new york shouldn't be funding this systemic bigotry yeah such an important point and and it's not free speech it's not free speech because can you imagine if a graduation speaker got up and said that all black people should go to hell or all gay people should go to hell. Right. Can you imagine yeah. that happening in New York City? Of course, it would no. never happen. It's not free speech. It's endorsement by the government and by universities supported by the government of this kind of hate speech. Mm. Yeah. And, and there's another irony about this that's even more disgusting to me, because we three on the show have spoken about how the American legal system is rooted in Greek and Latin and Jewish law, most importantly. So that's an interesting irony to me, a disgusting yeah. irony. Um, another concern about this for me is that the obviously the staff condoned it. But you look at hate crime numbers against Jews in New York City. It went from 86 or excuse me, 28 to 86 last year. That was a jump in just one year. And when you have someone like yeah. this inciting this from the dais, that's a concerning aspect. Yeah. And one of the professors at um, City University of New York, who was there, apparently, said this came very close to inciting violence. When you're sitting and talking to the graduates who work three years to get their law degree and you say to some of them, you know, you're terrible, terrible people. And uh, it's just not appropriate at a graduation. And something has to be done about it. The dean of the law school is a, a radical left wing propagandist. And the law school itself, you know, doesn't teach law. It doesn't prepare people to practice law. It prepares people to become agitators, violence advocates, and uh, and revolutionaries. She herself described herself 
as a revolutionary. And she said the whole law is based on white supremacy. As you say, the law is based on Greek, Jewish, Christian uh, traditions. It's not based on on white supremacy. Um, And uh, it's designed to attack any kind of bigotry and inequality. And she would like to have inequality and bigotry on behalf of her ideology. Alan, we are so grateful for your time today and for those great books you've written. Get Trump, The Price of Principle, two must-reads if you care about the future of this country. Thank you, sir. Have a great weekend, folks. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Congresswoman Claudia Tenney from the great state of New York. Always an informative interview. She's up next right after this. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back, America. We're going to stay on the topic of that very important January 6th security footage. We're going to be doing this for the next month, almost daily. Uh, but today's is an important place to start because we now see the Speaker of the, of the House at the time, Nancy Pelosi, taking a moment where her security detail should be focused on safety and instead turning it into a Hollywood moment. Joining us right now is a Congresswoman who spun a lot to unravel the mistruths in Washington and get us some of these truths, whether January 6th, the budget, or, of course, Russia collusion. Joining us from the great state of uh, New York, Congresswoman Claudia Tenney. Congresswoman, great to have you on the show. Great to see you and Amanda. Uh, You've had a chance to look at this security footage that we showed at the top of the show for a second. I just want to get your impression. Here is a security detail at a very important moment. They're supposed to be protecting uh, the speaker, and the speaker's daughter is turning it into a Hollywood movie. Your thoughts now that we can see this for the first time. Yeah, this is so much what Nancy Pelosi is all about. It's all about creating a movie script. It's all about uh, power, abuse of power, actually, with Nancy Pelosi. She does whatever she wants. And all this nonsense about, oh, January 6th, she was so threatened. Well, she's so threatened that and, and rushing out of the building that her daughter is filming her. Uh, this is is just everything is a made for TV movie and is about fundraising and it's about power. And that's what this looks like. No regard for the Capitol Police, who, by the way, have protocols they have to meet, who have. To, what if something did happen? And that's where you know that you wonder if she really was serious about it or if she really cares. And I have to say, I have a a similar experience with Nancy Pelosi, because after January 6th, remember, everything was locked down. Nobody was allowed into the Capitol. And uh, also remember that uh, we had a razor wire fence around the Capitol, a total disgrace to the the beacon of freedom around the world, totally unnecessary. And my son came uh, dressed in his Marine Corps uniform to be there in the gallery, not on the, on the House floor, to be there to witness me getting sworn in all by myself. I was the last member of Congress sworn in after my 100 days in court with my long election. And uh, Nancy Pelosi, after many communications between my staff 
and between her staff, the constant uh, uh, refrain was, your son is a security risk. We cannot let him in the chamber. Now, remember, they created uh, a, a so-called what I call the penalty box. It was like this right. plexiglass, plexiglass box to put Gwen Moore in because she was COVID positive. But they let her in the chamber because she had to vote for Nancy Pelosi for speaker. Never once did she sit in this this so-called COVID safe uh, in insulation insulated room. And so my son, who is an active duty Marine, was not allowed to stand there and be with me when I got sworn into Congress as the only person in the room, other than the staff that is on the dais in the front of the, in, of the room. So this is a classic case of abuse of power. Why did she do it? Because she can. And later on, she blamed the sergeant at arms because I went public with it because it was inexcusable. She went and blamed the sergeant at arms and said, oh, this was about COVID. It had nothing to do with COVID. All of the communications were about my son, an active duty Marine who's swearing, I swore on an oath, just like we did, uh, to uphold our Constitution, to protect and serve and say and keep us safe, was denied access just because Nancy Pelosi could do it. That's all it's about here with her. And this is what they do. And this is what the Democrats have done under Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi. This is what they're doing under Joe Biden's administration, uh, whether it's the Department of Justice, the FBI. They'll collude with whoever they have to. They'll shut down uh, the Hunter Biden uh, laptop top contacts with big uh, contents with big tech. Uh, they're going to you know, suppress evidence as much as they can. They're going to turn whistleblowers off of the F, uh, from uh, off the FBI inquiry into Hunter Biden. I mean, all this is happening because the Democrats are abusing power. And yet we as Republicans need to be able to convey this to the American people. And we also need to find a way to win elections so that we can take power, take back the credibility of these venerable institutions that have been just completely sullied under the Democrats and abused, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so many Americans already regard what happens in Washington as theater and uh, certainly doesn't help. Uh, I wanted to, to ask you, though, you know, John and I are going to be airing a lot of this footage and you you already know what the contents is of, of a lot of that footage that we are going to be putting out there. But. I think that many Americans now that so much time has passed and they don't see any type of, of repercussions for any of the Democrats, anyone on the Jan 6 committee, Nancy Pelosi, the list goes on and on. And a lot of Americans are blackpilled and they just feel like, what's the point? I, I personally think as a journalist, I think the point is truth and transparency. Um, but is that is that the extent of what the point is? I think you're exactly right. And I think we need to continue to, to have truth and transparency. But you know what I hear about a lot? What is happening to the J6 prisoners? Why are these people serving such long sentences on kind of a made up crime? Yeah, certainly I condemn January 6th. I wasn't there because I was in court uh, trying to win my election. But what I condemned, you know, in going into the Capitol, uh, trespassing, whatever. But these are these people are serving sentences for 18, 20 years in jail. And we have people on the streets of New York who are committing murders, who are assaulting, who are stabbing people, and they get nothing. They, they might serve. There's been so much anti-Semitism in, in, uh, in, in attacks on Jewish people in the city of New York. And so far, one person has served uh, after all this violence that has occurred and anti-Semitism. So there's a lot going on that doesn't get prosecuted. And the two-tier system of justice is what Americans are seeing and, and it's what they're very upset about. And I think even some of the Democrats and especially independents and Republicans see this and they want something done about it. When we take back the House, 
uh, in bigger numbers and hopefully take back the Senate and hopefully the White House, we need to actually take names. We need to hold people accountable. We need to take out the top tier in the FBI and the Department of Justice. We need to, to, to hold this bureaucracy accountable because it's really getting it's, it's at the point where we're starting to look like a country that doesn't have any respect for the rule of law, which is the very foundation of our republic. Yeah, so true. Uh, Congresswoman, real quickly, we only have about a minute left. When you were waking up, we noticed a little device you have with you. I think it's appropriate <laughs> given the debt deal last night. Uh, tell us what it is and what you might do in the next six, eight months, because you never stop working to maybe take something out of the spending of the federal government before the next election. Right. This is a debt badge that was uh, handmade by Thomas Massey, representative from Kentucky. Uh, and he made this debt badge. It actually has uh, a direct uh, link to the U.S. Treasury. So you're getting uh, on the on uh, minute to minute numbers with a memory book uh, of what's happening with our debt every single minute. Uh, I wear it around in my district. It's been great fun. And it's very it's it's sad that our, our spending is so high, which is what's causing inflation and a lot of our problems. We do have a lot of debt, but we've got to stop spending, which is why this appropriation process is going to be so important. And it's why I voted for the Fiscal Responsibility Act, because we need to start putting uh, re, uh, controls in place to yeah. stop all the spending. So thanks to Thomas Massey. He's an engineer. He's brilliant. And I will tell you what he said, why he's voted yes. He said, I woke up as an engineer and a problem solver and said, I need to vote yes on this. He said the politician in me said vote no. So I voted yes. Uh, love Tom Massey. He's a great, a great member of Congress. Congressman, I can tell Thanks you one so of Thanks so much, I, uh, John and Amanda. I won't soon forget the story you told us about your son. How disrespectful that a Marine is considered a security risk in our nation's capital. Thank you so much for joining us, folks. We'll take a quick commercial break when we come back. The board has been a little quiet in the news, but that doesn't mean things are going well down there. We're going to get a great live update from our good friend, the president of the Border Patrol Agents Union, Brandon Judd. He's going to give you the real skinny of what's going on. Yeah, the numbers are down, but there's something else going on you're not aware of because the news media aren't telling you about it. We're going to tell you about it right after this. Brandon Judd, president of the Border Patrol's Agent Union. Thank you. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back, America. We're going to turn to the border. Uh, this morning, we had a very disturbing story on Just the News, uh, a new Homeland Security memo warning that there is a heightened uh, risk of uh, terror attacks in the coming of months. Uh, everything from targeting churches to cops to also federal installations. And when you consider that the threat is high and our border is open, 
Well, uh, it makes the situation feel all the more unsettling to most Americans. We've got the perfect first guest to jump in on this. He's the union of the Border Patrol, uh, the president of the Border Patrol Union agent and one of the most cogent voices when it comes to border security. He's our good friend, Brandon Judd. Brandon, great to have you back on the show, sir. You're way too kind, but I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, we, 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 we are certain that you are one of the most important voices. Um, I want to start off. Uh, obviously, I want to get to Title 42. But when you see Homeland Security saying, listen, heightened threat, we're seeing all these potential opportunities. People may be reacting to judicial and legislative decisions in the next few weeks. And yet we have all of these foreigners who've come across the border. We don't know who they are. It seems like we've created a very dangerous Biden's witch's brew. Unfortunately, this doesn't surprise me at all. And that's what's so disappointing about it. Everybody could see this coming. Everybody could see that based upon our open borders and the number of people that are able to evade apprehension, cross our borders illegally and get away, uh, that it's a recipe for disaster. And everybody knew it was going to be. And now it just very well might come to fruition. And that's scary. But again, what's so frustrating about this is it was preventable. We could have stopped it. All we had to have was the proper policies, programs, operations to allow us to do our jobs. Take the handcuffs off the good guys. Allow us to go after the bad guys. And if we can do that, we can go after the cartels. We can go after their profits. We can keep people that want to do us harm. We can keep them out of the country. But we can't do it if we don't have the proper policy. I'm old enough to remember when they told us it was right wing white nationalism that posed the biggest threat to our national security. Uh, Brandon, speaking of our national security, Title 42 expired uh, just about three weeks ago. You look at the mainstream media and there is one narrative that apprehensions at the border have declined. I know that you and I have spoken in the past about how maybe that's because the definition of illegal has changed, according to this administration. But what are you seeing at the border? Because I know you are right there. So how, how does that differ from what mainstream media is reporting? So we have to separate it into two set, uh, categories. We have to talk about people that are crossing the border illegally between the ports of entry and then the ones that are doing an end around using the uh, the CBP-1 app and, and being able to get paroled into the United States. When you look at the number of people that are crossing between the ports of entry, we are still three to four times higher than what we should be under a normal administration. So there is no win there. We have to remember that they're the ones that caused this crisis in the first place and to drop it down to three to four times. That is not a win, even though they want to do that end zone dance, even though they want to tout a big drop. It's a drop from a dramatic high that they already created. So we're still three to four times higher. We still have approximately 1,000 to 1,250 gotaways every single day. So it's not, we, we just don't have control of our border between the ports of entry. And then you look at the ports of entry. Look at the CBP-1 app. All they're doing is allowing people to, to present themselves at the ports of entry, get paroled into the United States. These people ultimately will not show up to their court dates. They know that they don't have a legitimate asylum claim. They'll disappear into the United States. So we're just releasing more people into the United States that are ultimately going to become illegal aliens that we're never going to go after. So it's again, it's just a recipe for disaster that this administration created. Uh, Brandon, uh, President Trump, who had border policies that really worked, you, your team uh, was able to show that they worked every day by just having your hands, both of your hands available to do your job. Today, he made a very important announcement. He said that if he were elected president again, he would end birthright citizenship for those who illegally enter the country. So if, if an adult comes in the country and they give birth to the child, the child would not automatically have U.S. citizenship. Your thoughts, and would that have some effect on some of the people coming into the country? It would. When, when you look at what people are trying to do, they try to enter our country illegally and they try to be they try to create 
that, if you will, anchor that will allow them to stay in the country. We know that that by virtue of giving birth in the United States, that that child becomes a citizen of the United States. That's the laws. I'm not going to fight against what the current laws are. Um, but that child will then have the right to petition for the parents to be able to stay in the United States. So that's that anchor. Um, whether the uh, the solution is to get rid of a, a birthright uh, citizenship, I don't know. I don't know what that solution is. All I can tell you is that is just one of those magnets that does invite people to cross our borders illegally. Brandon, all of this illegal immigration run amok has led to lost lives, not only lost lives in the interior of our country due to crime, fentanyl and opioid overdoses, obviously loss of life at the border involving Border Patrol agents. And we just came off of Memorial Day weekend. Uh, yesterday being Memorial Day, uh, a day that we, we honor those who have defended our country and gave the ultimate sacrifice. But there are a number of Border Patrol agents who have done the same thing defending our border. I would imagine that you instruct your agents every morning when they leave their house to kiss their husbands and wives and children and mothers and fathers a little bit, uh, a little bit more and hold them a little bit longer before they let them go. We all do. We, we all recognize that this is a dangerous job. We recognize that something bad can happen at any given moment. But we understand that and we want to do the job. We want to protect the American people. That's why we put that uniform on. That's why we go out and we do the job. That's why all law enforcement does it. But we do recognize that it's very dangerous. But Amanda, I will tell you that we are willing to put ourselves in um, harm's way to protect others. We want to protect others. Even those people that are crossing the borders illegally, those people that are in the river that are drowning, we will go in and try to save them. I have personally um, have tried to save multiple individuals. I watched a, a person take her last breath just simply because she wasn't able to keep up with the group and the coyote left her behind. We want to protect life and we will always put ourselves in harm's way in able to, to, to be able to do that. Yeah, a story that a lot of the mainstream media don't cover, but we see it every day, all those rescues. It's a remarkable thing to watch every day. Uh, Brandon, last week, uh, there was uh, we obtained a memo that showed that the um, CPB, at the instruction of the uh, Homeland Security Department, is no longer going to do familial DNA testing on minors who don't appear to be really related to the people coming across. First, I'd like to get the frontline agent's reaction to that. And then I'd like to ask, is this going to lead to a lot more child trafficking as a result of taking that tool off the table? We are all extremely upset about this. We can't believe that this administration is doing this. We can't believe that we get political rhetoric. We get lip service. But then when they have the, the opportunity to take action, they refuse to do it. We have seen children be recycled. They get crossed into the United States. They get paired with, with an adult and said, this is a family unit. They go into Louisiana. They go into Iowa. They go into where at whatever state it is. And then that child is taken right back into Mexico just to be recycled. That is not a humane way to live. This administration is doing everything that they can to make what is happening on the border inhumane rather than what they always say. But if the mainstream media doesn't cover it, we're never going to get change. This is crazy. It is crazy that we're not actually going to try to protect children, that we're not going to try to give them a good quality of life, that we're going to allow cartels and smugglers to use them as pawns and to recycle them. It is monstrous to think of what, what's going on and what is going to happen the moment that message gets back to the cartels. Yeah. Brandon, we've just got about a minute left. Um, hypothetically speaking, if a Republican wins the election next year and takes over the White House, uh, in the meantime, what can Border Patrol do to stop the bleeding? 
there's nothing that we can do without policy. We can't do anything. We are subject to the policies that the administration gives us. So if the administration says that we have to take these individuals into custody and release them, we have to release them. We have no choice but to do that. If this administration says that they're going to pull away from testing children, a DNA test children, there's nothing that we can do about it. We don't have the test to do it. Unfortunately, we are subject to an administration. We are subject to the whims of, of what the White House wants to do, which makes it so dangerous for the American people. And it disgusts me. Um, Brandon, real quickly, could you just tell us, uh, we got about 20 seconds left. How many people with terrorist ties have been stopped at the border since Joe Biden came uh, president? Well over 100. Wow. It shatters all record. Shatters wow. all record. Unbelievable. Brandon, on behalf of our show, please thank all the brave men and women in your your colleagues. They are amazing. They keep us safe. And there's a large country behind them, even if the administration isn't. We really appreciate your time today. Don and Amanda, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, my friend. All right, folks. We got one more to go. Don't go anywhere. You know why? Patrick Morrissey, one of the more victorious lawyers before the Supreme Court recently, is the Attorney General of West Virginia. He won another big one this week. The waters of the U.S. rule slapped down some overzealous regulators that we're going to tell you that puddle in their backyard was their regulatory interest. No, it's not. That's what the Supreme Court ruled. That's a big deal. Patrick Morrissey, the Attorney General of West Virginia, made that possible. He's up next. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome back once again, everybody. Our next guest has not only been leading on issues that affect every single American, but he continues to win on them as well. His latest victory against the Biden administration certainly didn't get the attention that it deserved. However, with another notch marked in the win column, thanks to the Supreme Court, he's already moved on to pistol braces and more. Joining us now to discuss all the achievements he and his office have been able to work hard to gain is Patrick Morrissey, the Attorney General of West Virginia. General Morrissey, congratulations on your latest legal victory, sir. Uh, SCOTUS handed down a victory for WOTUS. It was nine zip. It was not even close. It seems to me that there's something broader about this victory regarding the Biden administration, overreach, overregulation with the EPA. Talk to us about this victory. Yeah, absolutely. So, Amanda, John, it's great to be with you. And we just keep racking them up one win after another against this out of touch, overreaching Biden administration. But one of the areas that you've seen the courts really push back against Biden has been the area of the EPA and the Army Corps. And this ruling is so significant because it involves this concept called the waters of the United States rule. And, you know, I remember working on this back in 2013, 2014, when then the Obama administration, they were trying to take your backyard ditch or your ephemeral stream, and they were trying to regulate those waterways 
the same way that you would the Potomac, the Mississippi, the Ohio. Now, everyone who grew up, who learned about the Constitution, knows that if you're talking about a body of water that is solely within a particular state, it's not connected to a federal waterway, that's regulated by the states and the locales. You have to implicate interstate waterways, waterways that go between the states. That's what cues up the Clean Water Act jurisdiction. Well, one of the things that has happened along the way is that a lot of people have been trying to slowly expand the definition of what's subject to a navigable waterway. And you can imagine the mischief that this could create and the land grabs that this means for a people who are interested in contracting, farming, uh, ranching, mining, energy resources. So just last week, the U.S. Supreme Court, in an effort to try to resolve a lot of these issues, ruled and really curtailed the EPA's authorities on these so-called Waters United States rule. And they indicate you need to have continuous water running through it and from the federal side, the navigable waterway, in order to be considered subject to that Clean Water Act. A big, big win against federal overreach. We were pleased to lead the multi-state jurisdiction uh, issue on that, and we're going to continue to finish the job. We've got an outstanding case in North Dakota where we were able to obtain a preliminary injunction against the Biden waters rule, and that applies to 25 states. So big, big win against federal overreach, but of course, more work that needs to be done. Yeah, these are these are momentous wins. I want to ask you about some dishonest uh, spin from the White House, because right after this ruling came down, the Biden White House blamed the MAGA Supreme Court for this. But all the liberal appointed justices also agreed with you 100 um, percent. Bad spin, I think, a dishonest spin, but also it really is an insult to the farmers and the home builders and other people who would have really been negatively affected by this overreaching rule. Talk a little bit about the everyday Americans who would have been impacted had this gone the other way. And then also the White House's kind of dishonest take on the court ruling. Well, I, I think I was struck and a lot of people saw uh, Senator Schumer's comments and you look at it and you say, wait a minute, did he read the same Supreme Court opinion that I just read? And the answer is no. These guys are always spinning and they're trying to justify their actions, which are abusive uh, over the rule of law and the Constitution. But here's why it matters for everyday Americans. Let's say you're a farmer. You may not actually have certainty as to what qualifies as a Waters United States uh, rule uh, provision. And so you might not go to get your permit with the federal government because you would think that this is a ditch that's been dry for years. How could it possibly considered a waterway which will require a Clean Water Act permit? And so this provides that added clarity for that farmer for that contractor, for that energy company that might be doing drilling or mining, that, okay, this is more of a rule of reason. If it's clearly continuous waterway, well, that's understandable, and that might be under the interstate uh, navigable waters. But if it's not, it's your backyard ditch or femoral stream, you know, you're probably going to get some relief, and that's going to be subject more to state and local jurisdiction. If you care about economic activity, this is a really big deal. And that's why you saw so many people focus on it. Uh, but there is more work that needs to be done. Our injunction uh, covers 25 states. 
There's a need to go in and clean that up and make sure that ultimately we're putting an end to this Biden WOTUS rule so the entire country is affected. And you'll see more about that in the upcoming weeks. Well, and something else that's a big deal, especially to West Virginians, is the Second Amendment. And I want to ask you about this uh, 27 state coalition, this effort to urge Congress to schedule a vote on this resolution uh, involving the pistol brace rule by the ATF uh, and the Biden administration. When you look at something like this, I I know that you have commented that you would rather this be on the floor of Congress and have Congress handle this than, than leave it up to the courts. Why is it so important that that happens? Well, the quickest way to resolve this and end this blatant overreach by the Biden administration is for Congress to uh, take it up. If there's a Congressional Review Act uh, movement, then they could move forward. You can get the House and Senate uh, to act, and then you won't be at risk of having millions and millions of law-abiding Americans become felons as of June 1st. What they're trying to do is actually gather a lot of names into a database, which is unconscionable. And there are so many people that are just trying to use their uh, weapon and fire it accurately. And the Biden administration is trying to stop that. It's it's terrible on every level. So as many people may know, uh, my office is helping to lead a 25, 26 state effort on this. And we're just arguing that these pistol braces, which have been allowed for so long, they're not the cause of crime. Uh, and we're trying to make sure there's clarity that if Congress actually wanted to regulate in the space, they would have been clear. They never did. And in fact, the ATF had a completely different provision, a different position for many, many years. We're asking right now the courts to push back on this so millions of Americans are not uh, don't become felons on June 1st and Congress could move you know, immediately. The courts always take a little bit longer, but I'm pushing on every front uh, because if you're a law-abiding American citizen, you should not be shut down by this out-of-control ATF. They really need to be reined in. Yeah, and a lot of people who have the pistol base do it because they're disabled or it helps them with safety. So they're actually taking away not only a right, but they're harming people that already have other disabilities. It doesn't seem like that ever gets into the conversation, uh, at least not on the Biden side. No, I mean, think about it. It's common sense, right? Um, Who are the people that use pistol braces? They're looking for a little bit support. So they might be individuals who are disabled. They might be seniors. I've talked to a lot of people. And if you actually see the device, it's very straightforward. But the This is not enough for the Biden administration. They want to classify it as a short barrel rifle to make it harder to purchase the gun and to make it more expensive. And that's just not right. Once again, as the chief legal officer in West Virginia, we have a pretty good sense when crimes are occurring. And these guys are trying to pretend that these pistol braces are a big part of the crime problem. They're not. And that's why we have to stand up and say no to this arbitrary effort to uh, push these regulations. Sir, we've got just about 45 seconds left. I wanted to ask you this debt limit bill. There are a lot of Republicans who oppose it, but there is a good aspect of it for West Virginia. It would fast track the completion of the Mountain Valley pipeline, something that even Democrat Joe Manchin has supported. Why is this so important to West Virginians? Well, let me speak to the uh, pipeline. I know there's a broader issue on the debt ceiling. There's some challenges on that front. But in terms of the pipeline, I think everyone in West Virginia wants to get that pipeline through uh, because West Virginia is the Saudi Arabia of natural gas and uh, energy in our country. In fact, it actually the area, Marcellus and Utica, we think are even stronger than the Permian. They just have to be built out so there could be additional domestic use and there could be a pipeline that ultimately goes to the Atlantic Ocean. 
Unfortunately, this pipeline has been stymied by so many court challenges over the years. We've been pushing back on this. Obviously, we'd like to have greater clarity because West Virginia needs that pipeline outlet. It's going to help America's energy independence. The pipeline is a really good thing. The, The rest of the bill, you know, probably not so much, but... That's right. Oh, Mr. Attorney General, we're so sorry we had to let you go. We know every time we have you on, you have reports of new victories. We appreciate you. We'll take this commercial break and be right back. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at Squeezed.com. All right, folks, so glad you can join me on a Sunday. Hey, just a reminder on some of those things. I know yesterday I mentioned the steaks. If you want to go get Meats by Linz, go to shoplins.com. Shoplins.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. You're going to get 15% off some of the best steaks and meats you'll ever get from Real Beef Franks to Angus Burgers and so much more. The Tomahawk Steak, my all-time favorite when I want to splurge. When I want to gain a pound instead of lose a pound, I do that. Now, when I want to lose a pound, I go to my good friends at Brick House. Field of Greens is one of the best products. It gets you the veggies and the fruit intake you need. It's real. It's not watered-down supplements. And if you go to Field of Greens, plural, fieldofgreens.com right now and use the promo code JUSTNEWS, you know what? You're going to get 15% off that product, too. So you can have your steak, your vegetables, and your fruit. and be healthier. I've been losing weight doing this. You should, too. So thanks, folks. Have a great Sunday. Thanks for listening to John Solomon Reports, podcast from Justin News. We'll be back Monday with our normal programming. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text JUSTNEWS to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text JUSTNEWS to 989898 right now.